Hail to the Thunderbirds! Hail UBC! Thunder and lightning, onward to victory! Hail to the blue and gold! Hail UBC! UBC forever, onward to victory! Hello, everybody. My name is Jake McGrill, and alongside me is Corey Branson of CITR Sports, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories. And you may be wondering, why the heck did we just do what we did and sing the intro song? <laughs> you mean that wasn't the recording, Jake? No, on, uh, it was not the recording. There was no background track, unfortunately. But uh, we had to make uh, this intro a very special one because this is a very special show. It is our 50th episode Woo-hoo! of Thunderbird Eye. And fittingly, neither of the two people who were on our very first episode, Jacob and Eric, are here with us today. <laughs> this is evolution. This is growth. Yeah, it's evolution. Jacob and Eric, all the way back in November of 2017, did our first episode. I joined the following week. Liz joined the following month. Corey, you're now here with us. You joined us earlier in the year. It's just the two of us today, unfortunately. But this is also our not, uh, it's not our last show of the school year. We said it was going to be our last show of the school year last week, but we will be on the airwaves once again next week. That will probably be our actual last show it's still up in the air uh we can't look too far ahead however because we've got a show to do right now nearly all of the thunderbird action this past weekend was on the diamond unfortunately both baseball and softball lost their respective series and before we get into that we have a very special interview for you all as before she left vancouver for summer break liz was able to sit down with jonah morrison of the men's basketball team to discuss his experience coming to ubc from taiwan and playing his first year with the team the interview it is in mandarin so for those who don't speak the language we will be posting a transcription with uh, English subtitles, probably on YouTube soon. Uh, enjoy the interview. Welcome to CITR 101.9 FM on Thunderbird side. This is Liz Wang, and joining me, it's the first-year mas- basketball player, Jonah Morrison. Um, as Jonah is from Taiwan, today we're actually running this interview in Mandarin, and we'll additionally transcribe this interview to English afterwards, so that it's available to both English and Mandarin-speaking people. 各位听众朋友们大家好欢迎回到CITR101.9FM um, so, first of all, can you introduce yourself to the audience? So, basically your name, where you're from, and which position on the team do you play? Um, hi everyone, my name is Jonah Morrison, and I'm from, I play basketball for the UBC Thunderbirds, and I'm from Taiwan. Hello,我是谭杰龙,我来自于台湾头份,然后我在球队上打的是大前锋。嗯，然后我们在UBC 
娶我妈妈的时候没有中文名字，所以是跟我妈姓。<笑>然后我刚好妈妈也是给我她的姓名，所以我就姓谭。嗯，然后我英文方面就是姓爸爸这边，所以就姓 Morrison。所以你是有两个 passport， 然后有两个不同的名字吗？哦、oh, ，对，我三个 passport， <笑>因为爸爸刚好也是混血儿，哦<笑>，所以我有一个爱尔兰、英国还有台湾的，然后上面是就觉得台湾的有两个名字，就是英文方面是写 John Morrison， 可是我的中文名字是谭杰龙。哦、oh, ，是这样。那我们想知道的是，你为你是为什么开始打篮球的呢？开始打篮球吗？呃，嗯、应该要回到。就像是初三吗？还是国三？嗯，国三的时候就，其实那时候还是算是读书的学生呐、啊，没有在尝试什么运动的。可是那时候就是要毕业的时候，就是比较多时间可以去玩，就在球场上就是跟朋友去斗斗球，玩一玩，结果被一个教练发现，然后教练就是有邀请我去一个，算是我们台湾的体育学院，泰山高中去训练看看。然后我去的时候就是感觉挺不错的，然后觉得这对未来的路有可能有一些帮助吧，因为像是。读书的话，有可能需要比较竞争力比较强啊、嗯，就是好几百万个人在这边读书跟你竞争，你打球，台湾你要说有几个人跟我身高一样，或者是就是学生比较跟我相似的，就是比较少，那相对竞争力就比较少，然后我上大学的机会也比较高。对对对，那你刚才有提到你的身高，你可以跟大家分享一下你的身高现在是到底是？呃，我的身高官方来说是两米零三，可是我上次量是有。两米零五零六，可是我我还是不喜欢那么高，就是两米零三还是比较好了。<笑>好的好的，好那两米零三的宇宙呢？你之前在嗯台湾 U 十八国家队有服役过一段时间，那你可以跟大家分享一下你在国家队的经验吗？呃，在暑假去 U 十八的国家队之前，我其实是在成人队的。我在成人队本来是练的。本来是要跟着去打亚运会，可是突然到一半的时候，有一个我们的篮协的总会说,說那个，结果没办法，就是 U 1 8就一生一次，那你一定要去帮国家拿一个好成绩，所以把我从成人队调 U 1 8去，<笑>所以我是觉得有点可惜的。对对对。可是去了 U 1 8也是一种另外一个体验，因为那时候我们台湾有一个非常有名的教练，他叫黄万龙，嗯，他带球的风格非常严格，然后非常的凶、嗯，就是那种。哇、哦，他真的是很特别，那种每天不骂人，也也不能说打人啦、啊，可就是有有时候有可有时候气了就会有一些举动，嗯、可是知道就是、嗯、去的时候真的是难熬。嗯，那在台湾的打球经验和你现在在 U B C 打球有没有什么不同？哦，那个国内的球风或者是亚洲的球风呢，嗯、都是偏很快、嗯，我们的全场的速度准度就是比较果决，比较快。嗯。啊，我们到了国外，像是加拿大、美国，那就是比较属属于是个人的身体素质、个人的身体、个人的一对一的那种技术方面要比较提升，因为在这边是比较慢的节奏，都是大多于都是半场的进攻系统在打，所以每个人的素身体素质要很好，然后一对一的单打能力也要很好，就是需要练很多动作，然后自己的稳定性也要有。嗯，那。嗯、um, ，你之前说到你是在台湾打球，那来 U B C 上学是你第一次长期在国外学习生活吗？嗯，对，我就是有国小的时候是在、嗯、就是跟国外跟台湾来回跑而已、嗯。可是我国中就是在一个全美的台湾学校读书、嗯，然后高中是在一个台湾的国立学校读书，嗯、所以对，这是第一次在算是。
青春期过后的时候，在国外长期热带。<笑>嗯，对。那你当时为什么会选择来 UBC 呢？因为我看好像说从台湾到加拿大也蛮是一个蛮大的一个跨度，这样。嗯，因为其实我们台湾人大多就打球的，我们大家为。第一个希望是去打 NCAA， 可是很多台湾人有问题的是他们的英文能力没办法过那种托福、SAT、ACT， 没办法去美国打球。可是其实球球那个打球方面的技术都有了。嗯，那我那时候是已经确定可以，我英文能力是已经足够的。嗯，然后我想说也可以去美国，也可以去加拿大。可是妈妈就是希望我就是希望大学还是以课业为主。那虽然我在美国有一些 offer， 可是不代表是他们是一个好的学业的学校，嗯、对对对，所以就来了 UBC。哦，那你刚刚来到这里的时候，有没有发生什么有趣的事情可以跟我们分享？呃，有趣的吗？嗯，我觉得什么东西都蛮有趣的、啊，因为我其实，在高中的时候跟当兵坐牢差不多吧，<笑>就是三年跟着三十个。同样的男生待了三年的宿舍，没离开过。每天每个礼拜六、礼拜天都在宿舍，就是待着练球。每天就这样子，一天练八到九个小时，就已经累垮了。那来到这边就是比较自由很多了，有很多自己的就是时间，我有点，嗯，有点吓到，我自己都不知道干嘛。嗯，所以刚来的时候，不只是文化上的差距，也是一种最大的差别，就是我自己有的时间，然后陪朋友的时间多了，大概。四五倍，对对对，哇，那真的是很多了。对，那那我们都知道你的大多数队友啊是在北美长大的，那对你来说和自己的队友有不同的文化背景是一种怎么样的体验呢？嗯，我觉得他们，因为我们像是国内，我们比较有一种学长学弟制，对不对？嗯，对对对。那我来到国外的时候，发现没有这件事情的时候，就有点，我也我也不知道怎么。<笑>怎么表示自己？要怎么在球场上处理？处理就是要该怎么去跟学长合作，或者是说跟那个教练去怎么有什么相处的方式？因为教练跟队友都把跟学长都把我当很好的朋友，所以我也就是我不知道他他要我干嘛，因为他就是已经跟我很好了，也不会像只像学长一样念我。哦，那挺好啊，其实对。那说到学长，我们知道那个大二前锋超赛，然后同样是来自山东，然后他也会说中文，所以这样的。嗯，有这样的前辈在队里，然后对你会不会有什么样的影响？哦，对，他在真的好很多。其实、嗯、是他把我招过来的，哦，是吗？是他 scout 到我的，所以他介绍把我给介绍给教练。可是呃，我觉得有 scout scout 在，那个不是 Charles <笑> Charles 在的时候，就是差很多。因为怎么说呢？每个球员都会有低潮的时候，就是在球技一定会有低潮高潮的时候。嗯、那 Charles 也不能说他没打，可就是说。他是上的时间属于比较少那种人，嗯、所以可他是还是抱着一个很开心的那种一颗心在热热很热情的帮助大家、嗯嗯。所以每次当我有在低潮的时候或者高潮的时候，他都会在那边就是鼓励我，然后提跟跟我讲就是要该干嘛该干嘛。嗯，然后有跟我讲说这边的一些行为文化要怎么去做一些事情。嗯、所以 Charles 就是一个很好的榜样。对啊，那其实挺好的。那你现在已经在 UBC 篮球队打了一个赛季了，对你来说今年最重要或者是说最令人难忘的瞬间是什么？嗯，应该我也因为我我是第一年来到这边、嗯，所以其实我每次打打。就是跟打比赛的时候，是对到新的球队、新的球员。嗯，那当然是我第一年，我还不习惯这边的球风，还有一些球员的打法。嗯。
可是我觉得最开心、最怎么说嘞？最<笑>呃，就是最开心的事情，应该就是我来到来来到 UBC 的第一年，我们就已经打到全国八强赛。嗯啊，好像 UBC 过去三年还是六年都没有进过全国八强、嗯。然后我记得第一年来到这边，然后可以办到这件事情，是一个很开心的事情。对，然后你刚才提到全国八强，对，你们今年在全国大赛中其实成绩还蛮好的，拿到了第五名的成绩啊、呃，虽然。就是有输给 Dalhousie University， 但是你们在接下来的比赛中成绩都非常好。那对你来说，这样的经历其实是意味着什么呢？嗯，就是当然是明年的时候要把自己预备得更好啊。因为其实说实话，我们在我们 Conference 虽然是可以赢很多球赛，可是那也是因为我们跟其他球队的强度有差别。那到了全国八强的时候，每个球队的那个实力是。比较相近的，所以我们需要把自己搞得 mentally more prepared，、嗯、然后打比赛的时候没有那么刚刚出赛的时候没有那么软，<笑>懂吗？对，啊、uh, ，那像我之前你们有讲过有很多前辈，那包括像 UBC 队里有很多像 Grand Shepherd 还有 Grand Do 这样优秀的前锋，那作为一个前锋队员来讲，和他们在一个队里会不会有些压力，或者是嗯，我。并认为没有，因为我们的球风比较不一样。嗯、因为我跟你说过，台湾球就是亚洲球风跟北美球风是完全不一样的东西，嗯、所以他们当然是属于北美，就是一对一能力很好，然后速度快，身体素质好。可是我在场上在这边，我融入比较快，是因为或者教练觉得我融入比较快，是因为那个我的传球能力。还有组织能力比较好，因为我那时候刚高中毕业的时候，我就跟成人队练了，就是跟那种三十几岁那种老油条一起打球，对，所以来到这边的时候，其实跟他们磨合的很轻松，因为他们就是每个都是很好的得分主力嘛，那我唯一的工作就是去帮他们找空档，制造空档给他们去得分，嗯，对，所以就我觉得蛮轻松的，因为其实球队上也没有其他人像我，就是帮他们找空档，每个都是喜欢一对一。那还是有这种 diversity 在队里面还是挺好的。对对对对对，那你有没有什么篮球上的偶像？偶像吗？对，嗯、呃，我得说我自己高中教练呢、欸。啊，是吗？我的高中教练叫做陈志忠，嗯，他有一个在台湾绰号叫做“辣炸雕”，叫乐乐色乐色中。哦，他他是打在台湾，他是出名的，也不能说他脏，可就是他。<笑>防守方面就是很好，可是我我不是尊重他这一点，我是尊重他的一种对自己的要求，然后一种对篮球的意意志力吧。因为他其实从比我还小的时候，十六岁、十一岁，他就进入了 CBA， 嗯，还就是大陆的那个职业联赛，他就在那边打，从十六、十七岁打到他四十岁。然后他到现在，他还一个，他现在已经四十一、四十二了。他现在还是在我们高中练球的时候，他一个人去外面跑操场、跑山。然后现在跑的比我们每个高中的球员还快。哇，这个身体素质真的很好啊！所以我就是非常尊重我这个高中教练，对陈志忠。哇，那。我们今年看到很多队呢，有些人签了暑期职业队的合同。那么，我们想知道你的暑假计划是什么样的？嗯，我暑假计划呢，呃，是我应该五月初就回台湾了。嗯、那五月底我就开始跟着台湾的国家队。嗯，今年应该是跟着二队训练。嗯，二队训练到大概七月左右吧。在这个时间，我们有可能去韩国、俄罗斯打一些大。又是大学的杯赛，或者是那种比较青年队的那种比赛、嗯
。那到到七月的时候呢，那个 U B C 其实会代表加拿大哇，来到台湾打一个我们台湾或者是亚洲比较出名的一个国际比赛，叫做琼斯杯。嗯，然后打完的时候，那有可能全部再去香港再去打一些好玩的赛事，然后再回来加拿大，然后再准备去 prepare for season。哦，那挺好的。那啊，你对自己有没有什么新的目标？就是放眼明年的新赛季来说，嗯，新的目标吗？呃，嗯、今年其实在我前面也有一个学长，他是大五，然后刚好是跟我卡到一个位置，嗯，然后他是他也是大前锋，然后他刚好因为今年他是最后一年的，然后需要一个 pro contract， 嗯，所以教练是给他蛮充足的时间去帮他有一些数据上面的一些贡献，然后一些多一点 highlight， 让他有更好的机会去职业发展，嗯，那这就导致于我今年时间是少一些些。嗯，可是希望，因为他明年毕业了，然后也没有其他人跟我冲击到这四号的位置、嗯，那希望是当然明年可以打到先发或者是第六人。那很好，那很好。那今年也是你第一年作为一个大学生运动员，对你来说你是怎么样平衡学业和运动的？我是真的很难。我刚才我<笑><笑>对，我觉得这个对很多那种 student athlete 来讲都是一个很难的一个挑战。不太一样，这跟从从国内进来的这种。<笑>从体育体育学院进来，因为怎么说呢？我们国内的体育学院就是，我们国外是 student athlete，、嗯、student 是放在 athlete 前面，对不对？嗯、所以是学生再来运动员。对，我们国内是相反，<笑>是 athlete 再来 student， 所以也不是在骂国内的系统，也有什么样，对不对？也就是说，我在国内的时候，就是早上，就是早上我会晨操跑两个小时的步。然后上四个小时的课，可是我那四个小时的课绝对上不了，因为我已经跑两个小时的步了，然后还要准备去下午的训练。啊、那四个小时上完课的时候，我还要训练五个小时，五个小时休，五个小时练完又休一个小时，吃个便当，然后又再又再练两个小时。哇，真的很辛苦。对，所以我一天我没有那个体力去写作业，或者去上课，嗯、或者是就是给任何的心思放在我的课业上面。嗯。可是来到这边，我们这边训练就是。一天有可能就是 ，OK， 早上两个小时训练，然后下午有可能一个半小时的重量训练。那我又突然多出了这六个小时的时间要去上课，要去做作业。那我一开始很不习惯，因为我之前上课的时候算是你可以说混，<笑>然后这边就是需要认真一点，因为 UBC 也是一个很好的学习学校嘛。嗯嗯、那一开始是很不适应，嗯，可是过了。第一学期嘛，第一学期过的时候，现在有比较要求于自己在课业上面要专注一点，放一多一点心思。嗯嗯，好。<笑>那最后一个问题，嗯，你在温哥华这边最喜欢的 Bubble Tea Store 是哪一家 ？Bubble Tea Store 太多了、欸嗯，然后嗯，我蛮喜欢，应该叫做我是玩座吗？还是什么？在玩座好像在 Burnaby， 我觉得那家非常好喝，可是每次都跑到 Burnaby 喝，所以没办法。所以那应该最近我觉得最好。喝应该是一方吧，一方 ，OK，OK，、okay, okay, okay. 好的，好的，谢谢。那么以上就是我们今天采访的全部问题了。再次感谢钟亮来到我们的节目，我们会将节目转录成英文发到 CITR Online Archives 上，听众朋友们也可以通过关注关注我们的 Twitter、Instagram 和 Facebook account at CITR Sports 时刻关注我们的最新动向。感谢您收听 CITR 101.9 FM on Thunderbird Side， 这里是 Liz One， 我们下期节目再见。Thank you for the interview, and that wraps our interview with Jonah Morrison from the Mass Basketball Team. And this is Liz Wayne. Thank you again for tuning to CITR 101.9 on Thunderbird's Eye.
As you just heard Liz say, that was an interview with Jonah Morrison of the men's basketball team. Thank you to him, and thank you to Liz for running that interview. For those of you who don't speak Mandarin, a transcription in English will be posted soon on our YouTube channel, and we will share the link to it on all of our social media pages. We'll be back pretty soon with baseball and softball, but for now, we're going to take a quick break for ads and PSAs. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, wait, I'm gonna do it wrong. I'm about to spit yeah, in this mic like <laughs> freestyle elfin, you know? Okay, okay. <clears throat> wait, hold on. Does this make sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, but <who> cares. <laughs> All right, let's go. <clears throat> Finally, we. <laughs> You're not even gonna last. All right. Victoria's pretty good, not bad festival, fountain, just back from France. Montreal? <laughs> what the f***? It's a script. <laughs> I couldn't even... What? Victoria's pretty good, not bad festival. <laughs> Fountain okay, just what? back from France. <laughs> what are you even saying here? Oh, you're trying to say these are the things featured oh, yeah, yeah, in this one. You should probably specify on. that. Because even a fucking elf couldn't understand that, okay? Think you can do better than an elf? At CITR, we want to have a variety of voices on the air. Want to write scripts? Do some voice acting? Broadcast your creativity? Volunteer with the CITR production department. No experience? We can also train you in everything required. Send an email to psas at citr.ca to learn more. And don't wait to get your voice on the air. Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing? UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us on Facebook to learn when our next shows are. Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers. UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here. Let's get it on. Hello and welcome back to Thunderbird. I, looking at softball now, it was another tough weekend for them as they were swept once again, albeit in a three-game series this time. Their opponents for the Friday triple header, all three games played in one day, uh, was Oregon Tech. They're the number 12 ranked team in the entire NAIA. Tough runs playing two top 12 top 12 ranked teams in a row. The Owls took game one 11-5. Both teams scored four runs in the first inning, but while UBC's offense dried up from there, Oregon Tech kept scoring. Yeah, those four runs, though, in the first were courtesy of a grand slam from Casa Courtney. That was her first home run of the season. They only got one more run after that, a Nicholas Salas RBI single in the third, while the Owls scored one in the second, two in the fourth, and four in the fifth. Not often you see a grand slam, though, so I guess that's one yeah, good po- takeaway from that game. That's a positive. They did have their chances. They racked up 11 hits. They left eight runners on base. Sierra Sherritt, Jordan Brinton Young, Courtney, and Salas all had multi-hit games, so it's not like they were completely dominated, but they were completely dominating. In game two. <laughs> yeah, game two, that was the most lopsided result. The Thunderbirds lost 14-3. to The Owls went up 6 nothing early, and it was 7-1 late before Oregon put up seven runs in the seventh. Ouch. 
give us a break. <laughs> the Thunderbirds then added a pair of consolation runs in the bottom half of that final inning. Come on, with one inning left, you're already up 7-1. You don't, you don't need to do that. <laughs> Thunderbirds, they only managed six hits, three of which were from Logan Bailey, who hit three for three with an RBI single. Claire Eccles and Britton Young had the other two RBIs with a sack fly and a fielder's choice. And then game three, arguably worse because this was a nail-biting loss. The Owls went up 4-0 in the second, but the Thunderbirds immediately responded with five runs in the next two innings. Oregon tied it up heading into the seventh and then hit a two-out RBI single. To take the lead, the Thunderbirds got a runner on in the bottom half of the frame, but couldn't bring them home and lost 6-5. to five. Yeah, Courtney was the offensive star. Again, she's been really good recently. She hit 2-4, for four, scored twice, first off a Shailen Ogilvie ground out, and then later she scored off her own RBI triple. It was an inside-the-park home run in a sense, but it also was because of a throwing error by the okay. Owls, so it only gets counted as a triple, even though she did round the bases in the one play. And that triple came three batters after Eccles hit her first home run of the season, getting that nice CITR bump after coming on the show last yeah. week. <laughs> you can listen to that interview in our archives. You can watch it on YouTube. That was our uh, flagship uh, YouTube video right there. Yeah. We got we have an effect on these people. Yeah, yeah. We, we always seem to get I, them to turn out their best performances. Except baseball. Yeah, I guess. except baseball. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> the Thunderbirds seem to have given up on relief pitching. Some great stats here. Shelby Kempel pitched all of games one and three, while Kaya Giorfi pitched all of game two. Kempel threw 239 pitches in her 14 innings, while Giorfi threw 172 in her seven innings of work. And reminder, That's this all... was a triple header. This was all in one day. They both threw over 170 pitches in one day. That's that's very impressive. And also, Kempel, her second game after she had already thrown like over 100 pitches was better than her first. So I guess she was warmed up well enough by then. Uh, <laughs> You'd hope so. Next up for the Thunderbirds is a road series against Carroll College in Montana. And despite their recent struggles, Thunderbirds are still fifth in the CCC and in a playoff spot, but this series against Carroll is huge as the Montanans are one game back of UBC and tied with Providence for the final playoff spot. So crucial series. Yeah. You know what else is crucial? What else is crucial? Having affordable sports gear and activewear. That is pretty crucial. It really is. And if you're in the market for those kind of things, you should really check out our friends at Cheapskates down at 16th and Dunbar. Patrick, the guy that runs that place, he's the coolest ex-Thunderbird receiver of all time. You should definitely check them out. They're Vancouver's oldest sporting goods consignment store, and they both buy and sell used equipment at great prices. You can check them out on their website at CheapskatesVancouver.com or on Twitter at Cheapskates van or just walk down to their store at 3644 West 16th Avenue. On to baseball now. The T-Birds team looked like they might be heading down the same unfortunate road as the softball squad this weekend in their four-game series against Corbin in Kaiser, Oregon. They dropped their first two games on Friday by scores of 9-5 to and 7-4, to but pristine pitching prevailed through the arms of Barry Kane and Daniel Serrata to earn a 2-0 shutout come Saturday. Unfortunately, with momentum shifted, Game 4 was postponed due to rain. Yeah, their uh, Thunderbirds issue in Game 1 was holding on to a lead when they managed to get them. Brandon Hugh notched an RBI single in the top of the first. Corbin immediately brought things level in the bottom half of that inning. Again, UBC took the lead off a Zach Prisiak two-RBI single in the fourth, but in the second half of that inning, one run for the Warriors, and then four more in the fifth quickly turned the tables, 
put that one out of reach. Yeah, offensively, Noah Orr and Brandon Hupe each went an impressive 4 for 5, with Hupe grabbing two RBIs as well. Austin Butler earned an RBI on a lineout in the ninth as well, but ultimately the Birds left 12 men on base in this one. I mean, that's not good. No, and that theme continued because in Game 2 they actually left 11 on base. Credit in this one should definitely go to Warriors pitcher uh, Zachary Fulos, who time and again pitched himself out of some really sticky situations. And Thunderbirds not being good friends in that one, leaving their uh, fellow teammates stranded in so many different situations. Corbin, they jumped out to a 2-0 lead in the first. UBC uh, had a nice little run where they, three straight innings, they scored one run in each through RBIs from Nolan Weger, Ty Penner, and Mike Fitzsimmons, but they did not take the lead because Corbin scored in all those innings as well. So it was a lot of back and forth, and it didn't end up working out in the Thunderbirds' favor. Jordan Dre added a solo home run. Both Fitzsimmons and Jackson Valicatelli, three hits. The former had one of those aforementioned RBIs in the ultimately losing effort. And then Game 3, this was better. It prominently featured a pitching masterclass from Barry Kane. He went six and a third innings before allowing a single hit, striking out six in the process. This was also his first start as a Thunderbird <laughs> after transferring from Douglas College. Took the coaches long enough to decide, hey, we'll give him a start. It's, yeah, it's I think good. that was a good decision from the yeah, coaching staff. Maybe he'll get some more. Yeah, after that no-hitter bid ended, Daniel Serreta came in and he cleaned up over the next two and a third innings, also allowing only a single hit while Brett Corbett pitched the last out for the save. Yeah, Hupe RBI'd on a ground out in the fourth. Liam Volcano made the score 2 nothing the hard way, got hit by a pitch with the bases loaded in the ninth to seal it. That's definition of taking one for the team right there. Yep. UBC now 20-16 and 16 overall, 15-8 and eight in the conference. They will come home this weekend for a series against bottom-dwelling Oregon Tech, looking to avenge the sweep suffered by the softball team. And this is a must-win series, preferably a must-sweep series. Yeah. Because the Thunderbirds are now two and a half games back of Lewis Clark. They do have three games in hand, but it's getting close to must-win-out territory from here in the season. Definitely. We're going to quickly turn to our rugby here just before we head off the air. They had a 66-12 win over Melaroma RC. That was their final match of the season. They finished with an 18-4 and overall record, 13-3 and in the conference. But that's actually only good for second place with 67 total points. Ouch. Yeah, one measly point behind the Burnaby Lake squad. They were 14-2 and two for 68 points. Though UBC had a point differential that was about 150 points better than Burnaby Lake. So, who's to say who really had the better season? I mean, playoffs now, we'll see. Yep. And when it comes to other sports coming up, we have a lot of track meets in the next week or so. About five, I think, happening in Los Angeles before they come home next Wednesday. There is baseball and softball as well. The baseball team, or rather the softball team first, they will be playing Carroll in Montana. And the baseball team will be playing Oregon Tech, just like the softball team. And that's at home. Yeah, and that is at home. And then lastly, golf. It is the Cascade Collegiate Conference Championship in Oregon this coming Monday for both the women's team and the men's team. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Again, not our last episode of the year, so tune in next week at the normal time for what will probably be our actual last show of the new year, of school year. Not the new year. We'll be back in the fall. Besides listening to us on CITR Radio, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. We just launched our new YouTube channel. We're going to have some good stuff on there, including the transcription for the Jonah Morrison interview. So give us a subscription on that platform as well. We're doing our best to branch out as far as we can. And speaking of branching out, we're now on iTunes. So if you don't want to listen to... 
uh, past shows through our archives on CITR.ca. You can download them on iTunes, listen to them where the heck you want. Yeah. And uh, next up on 101.9 FM is the Arts Report. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake and Corey with contributions from the California live-in Jacob Eyre. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your evening.